Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Evening, good evening, and welcome once again to Marvelous Monday. This is the greatest Monday ever. Miss Rihanna, are you there? Okay, Miss Rihanna, our engineer is not with us this evening, so we're going to take the helm of the show and get started right away. We're unfortunately not able to have our music and our intro as well as our advertisement tonight, so we're ready to get going. But the first thing that I want to say to all of the guests that are on with us tonight is that if you would go ahead and mute your lines right now, and um, and then we'll get ready to get started. And then as we're ready to bring guests in for the evening, then we'll ask you to open your lines and we'll get ready to start talking about all the things that are going on in our nation. But first, let's find out if our co-host is on with us tonight. Uh, Mr. Arthur, are you there? Okay, Mr. Arthur will probably be coming in a little bit later on. As I mentioned, Ms. Rihanna, our engineer, is not with us tonight, so we're ready to get started. But first, first, let me find out. Uh, exactly who all we have on with us tonight. We've invited some very, very special uh, young folk that are really doing amazing work in our community. We've invited uh, the Black Lives Matter group here in East Texas, in Tyler, Texas, Smith County, as well as we have some military personnel that's going to be right back here with us tonight. Uh, Let's see, Lieutenant Colonel Joyce Carter, are you there? Yes. Good evening, ma'am. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. We're trying to we're trying to survive the storm, ma'am. There's so much going on, so many new cases of coronavirus here in Tyler, Texas, our area. Uh, and uh, each day we're getting more and more. We think we had 226 new cases uh, this morning. So that's, uh, let's see, our highest number that we've had so far which was last Wednesday, and one day was 250 cases. So we're just trying to stay safe here in East Texas. Do you have any special guests on with you tonight, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Carter? I was supposed to have a lady on, and I'm hoping I didn't give her the wrong number. I'm trying to double-check that now. Uh, She's (laughs) a a former math teacher at Trimble Tech High School. And she's very active and outspoken about all types of issues. So uh, I'm I'm trying to double check now to see if uh, I gave her the right number. That's that's great. Okay, double check that for me, and then we'll get started to talk about uh, the the uh, special guest on with us tonight. I'm going to start by finding out if Mr. Lucif, 
uh, is on with us. If you are, uh, Lucius, with you, uh, unmute your line and let us know that you're on and, and go ahead and come on in. And then you can begin by introducing all the special guests that you may have invited on with, uh, with you tonight. Lucius, are you there? Okay. Then let's find out if Miss Amber Phillips is on. Ms. Amber, are you on with us tonight? So whomever is on with us, if you would go ahead and unmute your lines and begin to introduce yourselves so that we'll know exactly who our special guests are with us tonight. And we'll we'll get started with our uh, so for the evening, one of the things that we're definitely going to be talking about, but first, first before, let me make a couple of announcements before we actually get going, and that would give everybody an opportunity to, uh, to get all lined up and ready to introduce yourselves. But as you know, here in Texas, we have our runoff, our primary runoff that's going on, and tomorrow is actually election day. So for those who have not voted during early voting and did not do a mail-in ballot, then by all means, the polls will open tomorrow morning, 07 o'clock, and close at 7 p.m. That's a 12-hour span. So please, please, if you know anyone that, that has not voted, by all means, get out there to vote tomorrow. You can vote at any location here in Tyler, Texas. Uh, we have a couple of places that are open. That's our, our hub, our main location, our election office, downtown Tyler. And then, of course, um, our usual place in Butler College at the Heritage Building uh, that you can go there and vote. But by all means, uh, wear your mask. Uh, as I mentioned, the cases here in, in East Texas and in Tyler, Texas in particular, are rising. The coronavirus, it's, it's real. Uh, we've had several deaths uh, today as well as throughout East Texas. So by all means, when you're out there, uh, whether you're protesting or whether you're just out there getting your activities for the day done, by all means, wear your mask. You can help save your life and the lives of others. Uh, Colonel Carter, were you able to get that information out to your guests? I can't. I can't get a hold of her right now. Um, okay. No worries. Okay. <laughs> yes. No worries. We'll get going. Okay. So, so for those of the Black Lives Matter that's on, if you would either press one, open your lines number one, and press one if you. I don't know, Colonel Carter, if you had to press one or not, or if you were just automatically in the queue. The lines are supposed to be automatically open. So you should be able to hear me and I should be able to hear you. So for the special guests were at the march last night on behalf of Sergeant Vanessa Guillet, please come in and introduce yourself so we'll know exactly who we have on with us tonight and we'll begin our, our conversation. But yes, before I begin, Sergeant, Sergeant Hamilton, are you on with us tonight? Okay. Then whomever we have as special guests, if you would just go ahead and begin introducing yourself, open your lines now, unmute. Sergeant Fleming. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Come Sergeant right in. Sergeant Fleming. 
Oh, how fine, Sarge. How are you doing? Good evening. How are you doing? That's our co-host for the evening, uh, Sergeant oh. Arthur Fleming. How are you doing, sir? I'm all doing right, good. Right. How are y'all doing tonight? Oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay, no, I think I heard uh, Mr. Lucius, but and we're going to go to him next. But, uh, Sarge, uh, how's everything there in Dallas, Texas, and you got everybody ready to go to the polls that have not voted? Hey, well, we set records as far as voting. We had we averaged over five thousand folks a day. Um, wow, you know, that's so, outstanding. So, so, and we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna do a kind of like parade ride around different parts of Dallas and carry, you know, you know, doing a, a car a car party where we're gonna be hunting people come out and vote. Yeah, you know, ask people to come out and vote. Car cars, we're gonna be riding around our cars, right? You know, parade. Well, we did a, we did our car parade on Friday. Uh, thank you oh, okay. to uh, one of our leaders, Amari Mitchell, led us in our car parade on this past Friday, and it was uh, the tra- the car vans, the, uh, the church vans. They were out there in living color. It was really great to see uh, all the car vans that came out and the tr- the churches that were very actively involved. So that that's so really what the great. voting numbers. So, so what the voting numbers. The voting right numbers now. are very bad. They're very bad in Smith County. Uh, let's see. We had hey, oh, 609, oh, right at about 700 that walked in. Now, that does not count the mail ballots, but we had 3,000 Republicans that uh, came in and voted and about 700 <laughs> or a little more of Democrats. So you can see there's a vast difference between the two parties uh, that came out to vote. But I guess I'm about, to come, I, I'm about to come. Out, I'm about to come out and live with y'all for a couple of months. Look like. I I think you're going to have to do that because it's a serious matter, as you know, uh, heading into uh, the November general election. We we have to do better at getting people out to the polls. We're going to immediately back to registering uh, folks who are not registered. Uh, we've run into a lot of people who had never voted before, so we're going to be working hard to. Uh, to make sure that uh, that people get to the polls to vote because this is very very serious. So, Lucis, are you there? I think I heard your voice in the background. Either that uh, or yes. Mr. Shack. Yes. Good evening. How are you doing? Welcome to Marvelous Monday. Thank you for being on with us tonight. Uh, yes, it's a great honor to have uh, to be on the show. And um, how are y'all doing tonight? We're doing really really well. And let, let me begin by thanking you and all the the great team members for all the great work uh, that you're doing. We're going to talk a little bit about, as as you've heard, both of the persons that introduced themselves uh, are are prior military, Lieutenant Colonel Joris Carter, as well as uh, Sergeant um, Arthur Fleming, and then, of course, myself, a retired Army. So, uh, So we're delighted to see the work that you guys are doing uh, here in the in the community. Go ahead and introduce the persons that you think are on the line with with us tonight, because you had a pretty great lineup of uh, of uh, marchers and protesters and activists that uh, that will do to be on with us tonight. So can we get can we get a little lineup so that we'll know exactly who we have on with us tonight, Lucius, and then we'll begin our conversation. 
Yeah, well, um, unfortunately, none of them could be on the line right now, or they're not with me right now. But I would like okay. to speak on their behalf, and okay. you know, right. it's a like, like I said, it's a great honor uh, for you to have us on your radio. And sure. uh, yeah, we're doing a lot of things for the community, and not just the protests or marches. Um, we be uh, sometimes we be doing a lot of other uh, smaller things that you know doesn't get really noticed, but you know that's that's okay because. I love how the community from Jacksonville, Tyler, and all over East Texas comes together for the small things and for the big things. Absolutely. And and that's why I call you guys activists, because you're active in other areas. And so why don't you then just go ahead, perhaps, and share some of the things. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what what made you want to get involved uh, in the uh, local areas and the things that you are doing and, and how long you have been doing because, uh, as you mentioned, there's some other things that you've been doing, and then we may not even know uh, how long you've been doing these things. So it's great that you, you're coming forth. So share with us uh, quickly some of the, a little bit about yourself, what you do and so forth, and then some of the things that you are doing. And what, what, what was it that made you want to really get involved uh, at the level where you're involved right now. Go ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to start off by introducing myself. My name is Luis Lopez Dorado, and um, I'm a young young kid from Jacksonville, Texas, a little bit um, 30 minutes away from Tyler, where I always uh, be out there and supporting the Black Lives Matter uh, um, movement. And it's a, such a beautiful thing about seeing everybody coming out together, like I mentioned, but, um, yeah, the reason why I want wanted to be part of all this is because me, myself, as a Mexican-American uh, kid, it was uh, hard seeing my parents, you know, uh, what they had to go through and to be able to give me a better life in this country. And it's such a blessing for me to be here. And uh, I, I would like to speak on behalf of others, too, that probably would say the exact same thing. And... You know, I just uh, was seeing all over the media about George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, Eric Garner, all of those, all of those names that be see, you be seeing on the news and news all over again. You know, I myself have a friend that has passed away in Dallas, Texas. Um, his name was Jose Cruz, and you know, it, was, it really, it really hurt that I've seen, um, you know, a kid that was only 16 years old getting killed by by police, and you know the George. Uh, it's so sad how America has to see, like the death of one person, to open their eyes and be like, okay, we need to make a change because this has been going on for so long. But you know, I love how um, the whole community came together and to support George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. That their their tragedy brought something like positivity outside of Minneapolis or Dallas is anywhere where it happened and it's so amazing how it reached all the way to to these small communities as well yeah yeah okay to share with us more about your your 15 year old friend in Dallas Texas that you said was shot by a police officer is that correct uh yes okay how long ago was that can you give us a little bit more on that yes Yes, this was back in uh, 2016, so this was uh, four years ago. Um, I was barely getting to know him, 
uh, because I was in that area, and, you know, me and him kicked it off. And then later on, like, uh, when I came back to my town, like a month or two later, um, I heard the news, and it it really broke my heart because, you know, I barely met this kid, but then, you know, I've seen a lot of great uh, – that he said he could have done a lot of great things. Well, unfortunately, um, he was shot down by the – by a police officer off duty and it was I really really want to uh, read the story because it it really would um, it'll bring break my heart but at the same time like I just like it 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 impacted my life to go ahead and be active um, and I at the at that at that time I was still young too so I couldn't really do as much because I could have been putting uh, people around me in danger by doing all these things, but now that I've branched out with that, I came out to the light and started being more active than what I all the things that I really wanted to do back then was holding me back but then now I'm a high school graduate, I've, I'm out of school and everything so I can do, I'm basically free to do whatever I feel was right and then to use my voice to bring everybody together around the community very good. And how long ago was that that the 15-year-old was shot by a police officer in Dallas? Yes, this that that was in uh like I mentioned it was uh, in 2016. That was like four years ago. Oh, really. Okay, I missed that. Okay, 2016. Yes. Okay, and do you know the story around that incident and what what happened that caused him to be shot by a police officer? I uh. Uh, to be honest, it's a it's a long long story, but okay. what I what I've heard from was that he uh, the officer was off duty, and then um, Jose Cruz he was um, going in his uh, to his car and everything, and then uh, probably the cop that thought that it was a uh, somebody trying to um, break into their car, and that's oh. that's uh, that's that's when the shots rang, and like I said, it's a it's a terrible terrible story that I. You know, sure. It's been on the news before, but you know. Sure. Okay, let let me jump over there too, uh, Mr. Arthur. Are you familiar with this story, Mr. Arthur? Yeah, you have to me with the sports. You know, this you know, like his, you know, Hispanic guy had two. Good, his car was too good. You know, kind of like you know, you kind of like when black folks okay. drive. You know, go to a job with a. But a nice looking car, you know, you can't do that. Right, uh, right. You right. know, same thing, you know. So, 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 you know, he off duty. He see this bad guy with a nice looking car. Can't be his car. So, you know, same thing happened to us. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so just before we bring Colonel Carter, go ahead. Did you have some comments, Colonel Carter? Oh, um, I was gonna have my friend that I hope was gonna get on the line. Uh, she re- was a teacher at Criminal Tech High School and retired and went back to live in our little small town of Itasca. And okay. uh, on last weekend, uh, where my sister lives, her son lives at this little house, and normally the cousins will gather there, which we tell them about gathering. But anyway, uh, someone uh, called the police on, on them, and the police showed up in a the back of uh, uh, his girlfriend's truck, both of them had weapons and shotguns and uh, was going to, you know, point them at the family members. 
and it was very unsettling for this to happen in this small town. And right. I don't know all the incidents, all the ins and outs, but as they say apparently someone, this is what the police said, someone had called them and said that there was someone shot at that location. But they showed up in an unmarked truck, the, the one of the officer's girlfriend's truck, and no oh ambulance, no no medical personnel, so it is very suspect. Oh my! And, uh, my family member was supposed to be uh, uh, going to uh, uh, the next Monday, or next week, go and try to uh, find out what was going on. One of my great nieces uh, videotaped the whole thing, and uh, it was very unsettling. And I'm just saying this to say that. It's not only happening in large towns, it's also happening mm-hmm. in small cities, urban, small. I mean, rural right. areas. Sure. And you're saying, yeah. You're saying she got some of that Becky Karen action going on, right? You know, just call, call the police on black folks. Yep, that's it. That was, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No. yeah. But, well, you know, it's, it's unsettling that the uh, current atmosphere, uh, I believe that the House has tried to write some uh, reform on the police that has, is what is, it's just sitting there, I believe, right now. It's not going anyplace because right. Mitch McConnell has refused to do anything about it. And right. um, it is so much fighting from the federal level, from the House, from the Senate, yes. uh, yes. till, till we need we need a, we need some unification of these Black Lives Matters groups and to form something really strong to get some changes done because otherwise I think right now what I see is we're spinning the wheel. Maybe I'm wrong, but we are making some progress because they're listening yes. to us. Uh, for right. example, the large companies recognize the impact of the Black Dollar, so like FedEx has insisted that they change their name of the of the football team. Uh, right. So mm-hmm. that's what, and Facebook is faced with a lot of problems now uh, because yeah. of sponsors well, me, pulling out. Well, exactly. let me give you give Colonel another perspective. We we look here. We're in transition. Uh, this okay. is a very reconstruction. This is change. This is what change look like. We're in a change. Uh huh. This is this is the third reconstruction. We call as older folks call it, young man. We call it the third reconstruction that you guys are in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's so what I'm saying is that a new reality is going to show up, uh, and so this is part of. So we have to speak into existence what we want to see in this next reality. But all the stuff you see and what you call them fighting. That's just part of the process that we got to go through to get where mm-hmm. we're going. So that's a method to the madness. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I just want to encourage y'all to uh, uh, stick together, and and like you say, it's a process. But don't 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 uh, 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 stick together. That's all I got to say. Is stick together, and and you you'll come up with something good like like Nelson Mandela did and Martin Luther King did. Uh, you can make this change right now. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for that. Let, let, let me just say this. Let me ask this question uh, to Mr. Lucius, because you guys have said a lot that we can we can chew on, as the elders would say. Um, but, Mr. Lucius, let me ask you this question, since you're becoming an activist, and, and I, don't, I don't know exactly your age, 
right now. You did mention that you're out of high school, but uh, yes. how do you do you see what do you see could happen if the blacks and the browns really got together and 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 work to change uh, this world, this nation? Because the colonel mentioned something very powerful. Uh, Mr. Arthur mentioned something very powerful, uh, and, and it looks like that's what I see uh, happening. But how do you propose that that you guys can reach out to the masses of people? Uh, because I, you know, there was a great number that was downtown on last night uh, in support of uh, a Sergeant Vanessa uh, and yes. and pushing to make sure. Because as I mentioned to you, I called. Sergeant Vanessa, the uh, the female George Floyd uh, situation, but but what is it that you see that we can do or will do uh, in order to bring more black and brown people together to make sure that that change and that transition that that the colonel and the sergeant is talking about will in fact take place. Go ahead. Well, like I would like to start off with. Uh, um, it's not only just black and brown people that be getting together. It's everybody from different races. That because I don't like the media likes to stir up that oh black and brown versus white or this and this you know vice versa. And then that's not what we're over here fighting for about. We're fighting because everybody who comes out are from different colors, from different ethnicities, different backgrounds, and they're all and we're all together to fight for one thing, and that is for justice because. I don't like like I said a lot of people like to divide try to divide us and that's what's really happening about they're trying to compare um the incidents about um brown and black people to make it seem about race and that is not really what in my eyes that's not really what um I would like to ever see because that's that's because everybody is being divided and I say that we're all stronger together than divided because you know, together we all stand or apart we all fall. So, and I would like to say that it's it's like a, it's just a, such a beautiful thing that people are coming out and supporting well, each other, black and brown. But the only issue about, um, you know, the people who are brown is because most of them um, don't really have a voice in this country. And people like me and uh, many others, uh, who are able to use our voice and come out because we're we don't have uh, we're not uh, fearing nobody or nothing because like I said there's a lot of people that are undocumented and are in this country in the shadows but then it takes a, a lot for many others including myself to come out and represent them as well because like I've seen in other in major cities that oh um there were protesters that were in undocumented and ICE and it, all those departments were coming uh, against them. So that's really another fear about people uh, not coming out. And that's one of their reasons for not coming out to the protest because it's about that fear of deportation or detainment. Right. Colonel Carter, uh, Mr. Arthur, you have some hey, comments hey, on that, hey, Mr. Arthur. Yeah, 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 he's a young activist, and he's just getting started, and, and he's here in America. And so it's one thing I want him to be clear about. It is about race. Whether you want it to be or not, that's yeah. what it's about. 
has always been about that. That's what our history is. Uh, now, yeah. now, now, I work with a lot of Hispanic activists up here in Dallas, and, uh, and, and, and you know, make no mistake about it, we have some, between our two communities, we have some differences that we're going to have to discuss. And so, and, and, we have, and we haven't did that. We, we haven't did that yet. We're going to have to, as far as this new uh, change that's coming, we're going to have to have some serious conversation because there is some, you know, it, 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 there are some issues now where we make a lot, a lot of mistakes that we we assume that all Hispanics are, you know, are the same and they're not. They're from different countries. They got different, yes. you know, you know, whatever. They got their own little groups, subgroups and so forth. And so, and so a lot of when they get to America, they get indoctrinated on trying to be white. So they got this little thing working. They don't want, you know, they don't want, you know, they know being black ain't that good. So they, you know, either a lot of them put it on their birth certificate. So there's a lot of different cultural things going on between them. That's why forty uh, percent of them vote for the Republicans, regardless. Forty percent, you know. So, but if they would ever get up to about seven percent, seventy-five percent, and vote with us in our block, yeah, we could change some things. So I just want you to just, you know, just do, you, you know, go forth and just study, uh, you know, study history, you know, so you can know what you're fighting for and, and that type of thing. Okay. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Arthur. Uh, what about uh, you, uh, Colonel Carter? Any comments on on that uh, message regarding what Mr. Lucius uh, said? Mm-hmm. He says it's not, believe, it's not about race. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that is, that's true. But I also believe that um, it's just like uh, when um, Linda B. Johnson, r- remember he was trying to figure out he was – Holding back, and 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 he was uh, believing in Martin Luther King's theme to a certain extent, but he still had his white supremacy thing on the other side. I think it's going to be with our president. Okay. All right. Okay. Now, Mr. Lewis, I mean, we're going to have to be there, but I think the big thing is going to be for that president to uh, speak. To every last one of us, no matter, like you say, what our color is, and say, okay, we need to do something so that everybody feels like this is truly their country. Okay. Uh, Mr. Lucius, any any questions in regards to anything that the, uh, that the two have said? And then we can we can bring in some more people to talk about because I, I do hear the people of his age group uh, saying it's it's not about race and simply because they have not actually been involved in in what has actually gone on in in the country. Um, but let's let's go to back to Mr. Lucas and see if there's any questions or comments that he has in regards to what has been said regarding race relations. Well, um, um, yeah, my name is uh, Luis uh, L. Luis, okay. Yeah, okay. Luis, if that's what you're saying, I'm sorry, but um, no, that's all right, Luis. Not really, mm-hmm. like, like you mentioned, uh, like I mentioned as well, that um, that we haven't ex- really experienced stuff like that. You know, I'm barely uh, starting all this uh, activism and everything, so I need to do more research in, into that and. You know, but that's just coming from um, who I am and what I've seen and what I've been through. 
and that's one of the reasons why um, I'm going ahead and doing this, this activist uh, activism thing because it's um, because like I said, I've grown up with a lot of uh, black uh, black people around. I've grown up in a black community community as well, as well as Hispanic too. But out here, I'll be I'll be uh, showing love to anybody from any race or religion and et cetera. And, Mm-hmm. Okay. And and that's 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 a beautiful thing and that's what it's going to going to take. And and I'm not even saying that that the our two guests, uh, Mr. Arthur, our co host and, and Colonel Carter, that they have not shown that as well, but because uh they're a little bit older and they've been around uh to see uh, how things have transpired, uh that that's why actually we're where we are right now, uh, and, and, of course, you're here in Tyler, Texas, in the area, I should say, of Tyler. You probably know about uh, the name changes that's getting ready to take place with the two high schools here in Tyler. Are you familiar with, with all of that that's going on? Uh, yes, I am okay. really familiar with the names of change. Right. And so the reason, the reason why... Do you understand the reason of the name change? I think I heard another guest come in, uh, Dr. Nataka, Michaela Nataka, and we'll bring her in shortly. But do you do you understand why the name change? Yes. Um, one of the mm-hmm. schools is because it's named after the Confederate soldier, Robert E. Lee. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, that's mm-hmm. um, in, in the many eyes of people, they see them as a symbol of hate and a symbol against um, black black people and there's another division about it that people are um are for that name either because they have different beliefs about it but in my opinion it's uh i i really think that the schools should uh, change their name same thing with john tyler that he was um mm-hmm. a slave owner and you know this, it's not it's um and then there's a lot of people that are saying oh um get over it and this and this but at the same time, you know, it's it's a bit, it's been a long fight for uh the, for the black commu- uh, community, and it's so it's kind of sad about how they're over here naming schools um over people that have impacted uh, America in such a negative way that you know like um like Robert E Lee he was the leader of the Confederate um uh, the Confederate Army which was mm-hmm. against the the United States. And, and he not, was the, and he was a loser, right? Excuse me. I said he was the loser. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the war, he was the loser. Yeah. He did not and win then, the uh, war. People, yeah, and then I'll be hearing a lot of people that be saying um, the South will rise again and this and this, but it's a, it's not, you know, all of that is, um, you know, it's not logical how many people are for. Um, the South believes and all of that stuff because that's really about what's racist. Uh, and people will be saying a lot of things about the Confederate flag. Like, there's a lot of controversy about the Confederate flag as well. If you're not familiar with the uh, NASCAR banning all of those and also the Marines that are uh, taking those down. Right. Okay. Let's see. I think I heard uh, Professor McKellen Nataka. Are you on? Okay. Uh, let's see. I know Miss 
Yolanda is on, and you can come in and say hello if you'd like, Ms. Yolanda, and any comments that you have in regards to this is a person, uh, Louise, that's a little bit older than yourself, but still young, and um, recent graduate of Texas College and working on her master's degree in social work at Stephen F. Austin University. Ms. Yolanda, are you there? Open your lines if you'd like to come in and make some comments. Okay, let, let, let's go back. Let's dialogue a little bit more on uh, on Louise's statement about it's not about race and see then what is it about, in your opinion, uh, Louise, if you don't, if it's not about race, if you, in, well, maybe let me ask this question. Do you feel that the issue with Mr. George Floyd was about race? Um, uh, do you feel that all of these murders that have taken place uh, here in uh, America from Sandra Bland, I don't know if you know these names or not, uh, Eric Garner, uh, Tamir Rice, uh, just uh, Trayvon yes, Martin. The, okay, you know. So then, what do you what yes. do you see? All of those were about. Well, like. Um... I think um, people are mixing my words about if it's not about race. It's um, it, it really has to do with race as well. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like this can happen to anybody, anywhere, and any time. So it's uh, but there's, there's like I mentioned, there's a lot of people out there that be saying all oh, that oh because you're just for Black Lives Matter that no other uh, race matters or Hispanic lives matter and no other race matters and then. That's a that's another controversy as well that are trying to divide everybody from that. But it's like it's like this: um, the death of George Floyd was in the hands of police. So the Black Lives Matter movement and everybody else together was trying to stand up for police reform. But then with the death of Vanessa Guillen, it's um, about sexual harassment and assault in inside the military. So this time it's about the uh, military reform so it's it's different there are two different tragedies but at the same time it's the same it's the exact same thing we're all trying to fight for and that is for justice and that's um it's really sad how everybody has to open their eyes after the death of two two individuals or more or a lot of people out in this country that have been um you know been Assaulted or harassed by sure. police or military. Right. Okay. Sergeant Carter, would you come in and dialogue a little bit on uh, military sexual trauma? Uh, as mentioned in our our previous shows, that uh, we we females that both uh, served as officers in charge of uh, EEOC, as well as sexual harassment, as well as consideration of others. Uh, in the military, we were officers to oversee those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Uh, and during, and I will talk about my tenure and the, the cases that I saw that came before me uh, and that was presented to our commander. And then you can dialogue on which which persons that you see most. If you if you saw men that came before you, if you and I, I already know you saw females mm-hmm. that brought their cases before you. What ethnic groups? Did you see uh, more than any other group? 
Colonel Carter? Uh, mostly uh, African American females. Yes. And uh, True. you know, True. and pretty much, young the younger uh, enlisted people were the ones that were sexually harassed, even though the, it did go out throughout the ranks. And I think I said last week that throughout the military, there've been over twenty-one thousand uh, sexual uh, assaults or rapes. This is not harassment. And I right. do have one thing to say here. And um, some of this may be a little bit of gossip, but one of the things that the Army has said, this is not the gossip, they have said that the harassment that Vanessa was getting was not from the person that actually uh, killed That's her. That's right. And it seems like it's coming from a lieutenant colonel. That's right. And this, and this came from one of our soldiers, Sergeant Major, who is is uh, living in San Antonio at this time, and this was one of the things that he uh, got through the grapevine, and um, even the Army is saying that if there was some harassment, it was not directly from Robinson. It was probably up the chain of command, and right. I think that uh, today is two things, Sonya Bland's uh, anniversary of her death, that's and right. Also today, one of the major generals. Uh, this is a case from back in 1980, where he raped his daughter, and uh, he is just being, um, I guess, uh, what do you call it, uh, trying to get paroled or something from uh, from from that particular situation. And that's the reason why we are uh, wanting, as a group of women, to have the commander not in charge of sexual prevention program. It needs to be like they're doing right now. They've already have an independent group of people looking at um, Vanessa's death as well as the CID. And uh, you you can't always police your your troops if you're having dinner with your troops. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. <laughs> you can't police your own. In other words, yeah. nine times out nine times out of ten. Uh, you, you're just not going to be able to to do that effectively because of the relationship and friendship that you probably have established uh, with uh, with the persons that you served with uh, uh-huh. on, on in the military or or in in your relationship. And I, I find this I see a thread of of um, all the things that need to be worked on with both Vanessa and uh, Joyce Floyd. Uh, it's, right. it's a it's a, it's a trend of bullying people and harassing people. Exactly. And, and and that is two things that we teach our kids not to do. But yet, still, it's a high level of that all across any culture. They were talking on in Essence magazine about all of the women who are in top positions in some of our our companies and how they've been treated. Not only sexual harassment, but uh, just harassment on the job, period. Correct. Okay. So, very good. So then, let's see. Let Mr. Arthur, we'll go to you. Uh, any comments in in regards to to what we've said uh, so far in relationship to uh, the black and the browns being able to come together to work? Because you you brought out some really great points, and that is that our brown brothers and sisters come from various. Um, uh, Spanish-speaking countries, 
and their their ethnicities or different uh, so comments in in regards to how how we can all work to come together to be stronger uh, because we are stronger in number and and I understand what uh, Louise is saying uh, about all all lives. We we get that mm-hmm. all lives. The other lives have always mattered, and and if we are honest with ourselves, and we are, uh, that the black and brown lives have not mattered, and that therein lies why black lives matter. Uh, we'll start it. But go ahead. Well, I just want to say to the young activists there is that you know again you know study you know study your history. Study America's history so you can actually have an idea of where you fit into the whole fight. Uh, this, uh, is yeah. fight this is a fight that we, this is a fight that we've been having for over 400 years. So it's like a That's it's like That's a ongoing thing. And so there's different, uh, uh, you, know, you know, you know, like right now we're in a movement period. Now, the fact of the matter is, uh, black folks, we're the conscious of America. Uh, nobody has any more rights. You don't you don't have any more rights than the lowest black person, and so that's why every time when we do something, when we make a moral movement, uh, it affects everybody. When we get something, everybody gets something. That's just the way it is because that's our yeah. position in America. So, uh, what I just encourage you guys to do is, you know, study your history. You know, you know, you know about the different groups of Hispanics. You know, just like the Cubans, uh, you know, the Cubans, you know, they they think they're the real yeah. white Hispanics, you know, and so forth. You know, so there's so a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yes, there's and, a lot of and, uh, Yeah, so all I'm going to say is this, you know, if we could get, if y'all could get the Hispanic to vote uh, uh, in 70% with us, 75% with black folks, then Hispanic, y'all can get what y'all want. But as long as, but as long as, uh, you know, we're kind of playing that, and that you know, and again, when they came over here, they were indoctrinated to be white. So it's like everybody been miseducated, including Hispanics. So you know, they because I talked to them, they said, "Hey, you know, my mom was trying to help me out. They said it'd be easier for me." So I get all that, but all I'm saying is that you know, be conscious of it. Uh, don't try to play the white privilege thing with it. That's all I'm saying. We need to have people really read the stories, get into the story, like you're talking about. Uh, if I yes. was to tell you a story about my military career and how I had to fight as a black female to get my rank, it, it's unbelievable that I would have to go through that in, in, in that day and age after that, that second reconstruction, as we talked about earlier. And I hear what you're saying because sometimes people see just the top of it. They don't see the internal... Yes. Uh, uh, stuff that African Americans have to go through, even more so than any other race, and I'm putting that out there because that is the fact. Yes, That's very good. It's the fact. And I'm, I want to share this little story quickly since we're talking about stories, uh, Louis. When I went into the military, I was commissioned as an officer into the military, and it was they spent about three months discussing whether they should bring me in as a captain or they should bring me in as a first lieutenant with three years of constructive credit, keeping in mind when I went into the military, I went with a double master's degree, uh, and there should not have been a discussion as to whether I should have been a captain or not. 
However, there were Caucasian men who came in at the same time with less education than I had, and they were made captains. But I had to spend yes. three years. I had to spend my time uh, short, and it was a fairly short period of time. But at least, but I still had to spend time as a first lieutenant uh, with three years of constructive credit before they decided to promote me to captain, which I should have come in as a captain, right, Colonel? Right. Yeah. Yes. And and Mr. Arthur, so so unfortunately and sadly. It, it is about race. Race has always been uh, a part an of, issue. of our history, an issue. An issue. That's yes. Exactly, and, and that's why yes. that's why Black Lives Matter was born uh, to show that the Black lives are important uh, as well as any uh, any other life. Go ahead, Louis. I, I don't know. Can if I you, make a statement, Shirley? Yes, yes, ma'am. By all means. Okay, the programs that are listed for minorities and you can name any of them um, you know the that are supposed to be certification programs for minority businesses or either for African American businesses or in general for businesses in general all those different certifications the benefit from that program has gone to white women Amen. Now, take, that, take that for a fact Mhm. Yeah. Yep. Sleeping with the sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> and, and that's the one. That's the one thing that we want to eradicate. And and Mr. Arthur mentioned something really important. Is uh, I think a little early on he was saying that when blacks work on issues, it helps even the brown people and it helps the poor or Caucasian people. And I was reminded mm-hmm. of the Civil Rights Act and the Voters Rights Act, in particular the Civil Rights Act uh, of 1965. It absolutely helped uh, many people, not just just black people, but those uh, low social economical income people who did not rank uh, as uh, people with lots of money or, sure. or was not part of the white supremacy. I think you have, you have somebody on here that's, that's involved in voting rights. And one of the things that is really an issue, we have less voting rights than we do now than yeah. we had when the act was first passed. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Hey, sir, hey, 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 sir yeah. look here. I have to cancel yeah. people. Look here, like on my, my on, you know, on my page, on my page. I have to cancel people sometimes because they're upset because every time we make some movement, uh, uh, you know, Hispanics and whites and everybody, uh, you know, gets it. And I keep trying to explain to them <laughs> why that <laughs> why it happens like that, you know. But yeah. that's you know, it's a dynamic that that we have to educate our people on. You know, we're the with the canaries in the cave, whatever happened to us is going to happen to everybody else later. Take it to the back. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, so that being the case, you know, uh, you know, you got to understand what that dynamic is. So, you know, it's not like it's not like they actually rushing in and take it. It's just that's just a right that everybody gets if we get it. That's the way. That's our position in America. That's who we are. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that in. I, I, I was reminded of a, a statement that someone made a long time ago, and they says when America uh, gets a cough or a sneeze, uh, African Americans get pneumonia. In other words, when we have issues, and we can use the coronavirus as an example to correlate 
uh, to that comment, uh, the bulk of the people that we see have lost their lives because of the lack of health care in America. Uh, Even in Texas, uh, Louise, uh, we were denied by our governors to have uh, Medicaid expansion, and because of the lack of uh, insurance, we rate like numbers 47, 40, 49, 48 to 49 in health care. And what that means is that many of our people are uninsured uh, because we had a governor that decided that he didn't want to embrace Medicaid expansion, which will have given a lot of black and brown people health care. So now yes. uh, back, to, uh, back to COVID. We have a lot of black and brown people dying uh, of COVID or getting COVID more so because they have a lot of underlying health issues uh, in comparison to other uh, ethnic groups. Comments, anybody? No comments. <laughs> he said no comments. <laughs> that was well, the reason. My, my comment is, is that uh, as a person who has been in health care, for over 45 years, yeah. we've talked about this diversity in healthcare care uh, for a long time and how it yeah. affects the uh, brown people and the African-American people and even the Asian people are listed under diabetes uh, as high risk in diabetes, which pe- yeah. a lot of people don't know that. But yeah. the thing is, is that we need, and Sharon and I have both been in Germany. We had German staff that worked for us. And when yes. those people have surgery and get sick, they are covered. That's right. 100%. And, over, and, and right now the hospitals are going to go broke because if they're trying to put a person without insurance on a ventilator, uh, I believe that guy's bill that was in the hospital for, what, 62 days was $1.1 million? Yep. And, and not only that, go ahead. This is an good example where if Hispanics would vote with us, we could have that. Now, now the, governor, the governor, he got elected, and he got like about, I think about 40, 45% of Hispanic votes. And, 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 and so what I'm saying is that, and, and he got it, and then he refused to extend, you know, the Medicare, you know, Obamacare to everybody. So, you know, so again, you know, uh, you know, you know, we got to educate, you know, Hispanic folks, black folks, as far as trying to get together, if we, if we want these things like health care and so forth and so on, then we got to, you know, we got to lock up, you know, and go ahead and, uh, you know, get it done on the issues that we can agree on. Let's, you know, let's, let's get together on the issues we can agree on, you know. So and I would just like to make one, one statement about immigration. The people that we have in the United States right now need an immigration program so that we go ahead and do something constructive. Okay. The second thing is that I don't know whether any of you guys have been to the doctor lady, but your heart people, your pulmonary people, your ortho people, they are mostly get out. True. I mean, we got as a matter. Yes, as a matter of fact. Well, can I just throw this in there and then then I'll let you continue. As a matter of fact, my physician in the military is from India, and you're 100% correct. But go ahead, ma'am. Okay. And so I think that uh, when we're talking about voting and we're talking about immigration, uh, 
we need to be with those uh, uh, groups of people that represent all of the ethnic groups. We need to be doing something together, like you're saying. And we need to have the people that are not voting, voting, because, I mean, I can't tell you the figures, but there was just a very small number of differences in who won the election versus who didn't vote. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if if there was 800,000 for Trump and 500,000 for Hillary, there was 300,000 people that didn't vote. That's just an example. Exactly. And so getting people to vote is very, very important. Very, very important. Exactly. Yes, it is. Okay. Luis, are you familiar? Let's let's talk a little bit since Colonel Carter brought in about voting. Let's talk a little bit about uh, voting. Are you familiar with the Electoral College? Uh, yes, and um, okay. I would like to say. So, that, what are your thoughts? Um, mm-hmm. a, l- a lot of people that I've tried to get to vote, they told me mm-hmm. that they couldn't, and I, and all of them had the same uh, sim- similar answer. And I, when I asked them why can't you vote, it's because they said, oh, because um, um, I'm not from this country, and I, as much as I would love to vote or register to vote. Yes. My vote uh, wouldn't count because I'm not from this country, and that's what and that's what's uh, going on in this uh, in this country. There's a lot of people that are in undocumented, undocumented that really wants to go out there and vote, but then at the same time they can't because they're not a, a citizen of the United States. And on behalf of that, a lot of people come here um, illegally, and sure. um, it's because from their country they don't they don't have the the money to come to this country and do the legal process or, you know, have the time to wait because it's, it, I know somebody that has been through the process and it took them uh, 15 to 22 years to get that U S citizenship. And That's it's, right. uh, it's, and it's uh, such a long process just to become a citizen of the United States, which would be a blessing to a, a lot of people. But at the same time, there are others that, cannot come to this country and they either come on foot like from people that come from the latin america uh from the latin american countries they come in on foot on buses or all of that stuff because they don't have the cash or the resources to come to this country and do the and go through the right process and that's the thing that a lot of people do not understand uh in this country that those people that come here they uh, come here to work hard and sure. try to make a better life for themselves and for their kids. And on behalf of that, I've seen that uh, post on um, from Fox that they they mentioned that some people, um, women coming from Russia or all those European countries, come here to have a baby. And there's a term for that where uh, an illegal, um, uh, I mean, excuse me, an undocumented person comes to this mm-hmm. country and has a, a kid over here and they they call those anchor babies and uh I'm uh, the term mm-hmm. of that I don't I don't feel like I would like to use that term at all because it's a sure. such a controversial um word as well but that's what people be calling those and uh or making those statements and it's so, so sad that um it's only wrong whenever people from darker skin colors do the exact same thing and get um get prosecuted for that Sure. And that's well, why we, I'm saying we need a good, go good, strong immigration program 
because there's a lot of good people yes. coming from a lot of different countries that contribute a lot to our uh, uh, welfare. I worked with a lady who came from Croatia because they were killing her families in Croatia, and she was yes. one of the best doctors and she was one of the best researchers that I ever, mm-hmm. ever worked with. And, and we had a I nurse that, that served with us as well. We had yeah. a nurse that served with us as well from Croatia. As a matter of fact, we we, we traveled to her country uh, while we were stationed uh, overseas during the war. But um, but but let me just say this: we. But I'm, I'm, let me say one thing, Jerry. I'm so glad that we got some younger people who are trying to learn about all That's of the right. different cultures and people. Uh, what yes. their problems are when they come over to America, and then and then try to help them to uh, help us to make us a, a better place. Absolutely, very very good. Well, Luis, uh, what I, what I do want to say in regards to uh, I understand that those who are are not uh, those who are undocumented cannot vote, but there are so many Americans. Uh, that who don't vote. Can't, that's right. Who should yes, be voting? Right. That was born and bred here. Then those are the people that we have to keep going one person at a time until we can find them, uh, because because it's so unbalanced. As I mentioned here in Smith County, the number of people and, and we live in a two party system. I don't know if you're a Democrat or Republican. I'm not. I don't know, but I can tell you that we live in a two party system in this country, and so yes. you're either going to be voting Democrat or you're going to be voting Republican, and it's unbalanced. Uh, because looking at our numbers uh, this past week, the people that came in uh, and voted uh, right at about 700 for those uh, Democrats and over 3,000 uh, Republicans. And, and so that's why we continue to have people uh, in office who are not interested. It, it just seems to circle right back uh, to race. They're not interested and uh, making sure that there is a good immunization, excuse me, uh, immigration uh, reform uh, policy and act, uh, because they don't want you here. We we remember we remember the comments that were made during the time that this administration uh, came into office, and where where did he say he yes. wanted to send the black and brown people back to, you know, wants to send us back to Africa. And, and oh I, I've God. never been. I had an opportunity to go, but I've never been. Uh, I've been to many uh, uh, um, Spanish-speaking countries, uh, but uh, yeah. and we were just not that far from Africa, stationed not that far from Africa, but did not oh. have a chance to go there. So comment anybody in, in regards to uh, what we've said so far. I have just one comment. I think I t- said the same thing last week. Sandra Lee, who uh, I think you said was the person that came down to Tyler, uh, she uh, was in a recap because somehow this, they wanted to try to get her out of office from the city council in Kennedale. The recount was done, and she won by one vote. <laughs> one vote, so, wow. So do you see one how important vote. voting is? And people they really want can. you to think, yeah, people want you to think that your vote does not count, that your vote's not it important. Really it really does count, and that is a perfect example of what the colonel just gave to us on a person who ran for commissioner uh, in her in right outside of uh, Dallas Fort Worth area, and won that 
seat with one vote. So thanks mm. to that one person that carried that black female over uh, to hold her office. Uh, Mr. Arthur, come in. Uh, well, well, basically, you know, as far as like voting, uh, uh, again, like, you know, I encourage a young man to, you know, to just study, you know, just study about now, now, now what we did here in Dallas and it's uh, uh, nationwide. We got the African American Studies Program and Hispanic Americans uh, Studies Program. So uh, I would encourage you to go to the school board and make sure that they have those, the uh, you know, those courses in your school so we can. Learn about. I don't know if you guys know it or not, but the first uh, uh, president of Mexico was was a mulatto black guy. So, yeah. you know, it's a lot of history yeah. that we have in Mexico. Uh, 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 you know, again, I did my DNA, so I got Native American and I got Mexican American. So I got a little bit of you know, uh, you know both of them. So based on what you're saying, so just kind of study uh, the history. Don't go by what you were taught in school because you weren't taught correctly. Okay. No. I would like to make one comment off of that. Uh, whatever I was sure. taught in school is the reason why I'm over here pro, um, being an activist because I did have uh, teachers that really did care. Like the teachers that I have were history in Jacksonville High School. They are the most, like they impacted my life the most because they're, they even told me straight up that, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of other schools that will teach you differently. But I'm gonna teach you the real facts and um, everything. And they encourage me to go out and vote. They encourage me to, if I have the chance, to go out and protest because they told me that those are my rights that I have as a uh, United States citizen and a person that is in the uh, United States of America. And I'm truly blessed to have those type of teachers in my life. And I have many more that, that really wasn't that really wasn't against, um, you know. Oh, don't do this, don't do that. Like they were actually encouraging me to do. This is what. That's why I'm at this point of my life, uh, and uh, to do all of this. Yes. Excellent. That that's outstanding. Oh, I'm excited to hear what that. Is this young man's name, Shirley. What is this young man's name? What is his name? Louis. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I encourage you to uh, talk to all of the. Uh, Latin American groups. They have a lot, a lot of groups in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and they may not have them in Europe where you live, but try to get in touch with those people at, at a high level, yes, the black and all those people. Let them know who you are. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. Well, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we'll we'll have to catch, uh, connect him up to Miss Randell. And many of the, like the Hispanic uh, black, excuse me, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce there, we do have, we do have a number of groups here uh, in, in uh, Tyler. Right. As a matter of fact, my, my special little mother is uh, her whole Hispanic family. I actually work with them and help them to complete their paperwork. Her, her children were born uh, here, and uh, but she and her husband was not. So we helped to work with them to get them, their paperwork completed so that they could become uh, citizens of, of, of the country along with a, a few other people, and then they were able to vote for, uh, for me. So, um, so you're absolutely correct. We'll we'll make sure that you meet some of the some of the locals here that are doing some great mm-hmm. activism and great work uh, here in this community. Okay. okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, 
So now we know that tomorrow, tomorrow is election time. We know that that a big election. This is the, the presidential election year that's coming up. And and Louise, we what we've noticed as activists and long time uh, in the activists in the community, probably some forty five plus years of activism in our community and, and taught by our, our parents. Our parents were, were activists, and so we saw them uh, doing these things. And so when they uh, passed away, uh, it was expected of us to jump in and, and continue to carry on. But many people will come out uh, during the presidential year, but they don't even see the importance of what we call our midterm election when we elect people in the Senate and in the uh, House of Representatives or in Congress, they recommend, right. And so every election, every single one uh, is important because uh, all politics is local. And even though we elect uh, people on a national level, they still represent us on local levels. And that's why it's yes. so important for us to be in sure. and all- May I interject sure. something, too? Yes, please do. You, when you start talking about our elderly, I remember my father, and this is maybe something that some people in this group have heard, but he had to go pay his poll taxes there in order go. to there vote. There you go. Yeah. In order so, to vote. In order to yep, vote. So, so mm-hmm. Louis, are you familiar with poll tax? With the poll tax? Have you heard that, have you heard that term before, poll tax? Um. No, I have not had a chance. And uh, while I was learning in okay. school, I'm not. Uh, they have not covered that okay. section because of you know corona, uh, coronavirus and COVID, and you know that I didn't oh, get okay. that. Uh, didn't get that. Yeah. Well, let, let let us share that with you because because okay. everything again, it always seems to circle back around to race. That was a, a voter suppression style tactic that the Caucasians started way back in the day, where black people had to pay a tax. That's why it's called polls. When you go to oh, the polls okay, to vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, now, I'm been, with it now. now you know what I'm yes, talking it, about. Right. right. Yes, it was a loophole. Mm-hmm. It's one of the loopholes of many loopholes yeah. of the yeah. right to and, vote. And, for and then before people. then, they had a now, very hard questionnaire that you would have to try to pass in order to even vote. Remember, they had a questionnaire yeah. specifically yes. for black exactly people. Right. It's called vote right. suppression. Yeah, vote yeah. Well, right. well, okay, Shirley, uh, I'm gonna have to run. Okay, yeah, ma'am. Thank here. you so much for thank you so much for being I've on enjoyed with us it, tonight. And I'm 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 so excited about all the people you had on tonight. I, I always learn something. And right. as I tell my granddaughter, every day you should learn something. Every day. Absolutely. That is right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Read read something. Right. Yeah. Read something, and I, learn I'm glad something. you had uh, people on from Dallas who could tell us about the voting and what happened, and uh, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yes, All right. Join, yeah. join us anytime, man. Well, it's always a pleasure to have. That's Lieutenant Colonel Joyce Carter. Uh, she she was our she ran our food service Thank division you, at the yeah at the 94th uh, Combat Support Hospital. Uh, we were actually we stationed. Uh, in several places uh, together during our career. She's probably spent 27, 30 years 
uh, in the United States Army. 29 years, 9 months, 29. 19 days. <laughs> 30, 30 years. <laughs> and 50, Bye, and 50 y'all. minutes. Bye, uh, well, thank you very much for having me here then. Yes, it was yes. a great honor uh, having me on this radio. Oh, absolutely, uh, Luis. And any time uh, that you and the Black Lives Matter group or whatever group that you're a, a part of, we appreciate uh, the fact that you're out there being a strong activist and working uh, for the greater good of this country. And, and don't think just because we, we see that, that race uh, is involved in this, that whatever that we do in our community that we're fighting and working for the greater good of all mankind. Let me get Lewis in one more tip before they go. Uh, okay. uh, you, know, you, you know, like when I grew up, I had to go to the library and actually go read stuff and look it up. You guys, y'all just ask your phone. Your phone got information. <laughs> you got it right there in your hand. All you got to do it. is just say, just say blacks in Mexico. Or just say, uh, I don't know if you know it or not, but in this hemisphere, North America, South America, it's more black people than there's anybody else. Folks don't know that, but it's actually true. Uh, and so so just say black folks in any country want to say, and you just kind of read about the history and kind of, you know, and just kind of see what happened. And then you kind of see the pattern. And then you kind of, you know, see where your place is, you know, within the whole context. And then you can kind of yes, you have more uh, have more like, to lead. And also the beauty of, of, let me mention this as well. I don't know if if you need to go or not, uh, Louise, but but the reason reason why it's so important for uh, people of our Caucasian uh, persuasion to be involved, and if you you reflect back on the history of of this country, there were always Caucasian people or white people, as uh, some would call, uh, that was always right there with the black people uh, and the brown people, uh, but helping to protest and making sure, in particularly the black people, uh, that black lives were uh, important and that they did matter. And uh, we, this February, we carried a busload of, um, of people from Tyler, Texas, down to uh, yeah. Alabama, Selma, Alabama. Uh, and I'm sure that you're familiar with the Edna Pettus Bridge, where, uh, where white people oh, yeah. were killed on the bridge, right, just like black people were. Because there's always, uh, and as you, you already know this, because you're, you're out there at night protesting, and you see the Caucasian people that are out there as well, because they want to yes. see things better uh, in this country. And, and, and yes. so they recognize that, that they have an important role in making sure that people are treated fairly and equally. Yes. Equally. Yes. Any final comments yes. that you want to make before you take off? Um, no, not that I, you know, <laughs> okay. it's uh, my first time okay. really talking into all of this, so it's, uh, it's really, it's really <laughs> well, been a, a great, great... <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, the, the protest that, I, uh, that me and the Black Lives Matter or uh, movement organized, that was uh, my very first time organizing something um, alongside with others uh, this this past Saturday, and it was a great turnout. And I love how many people from all over East Texas came out. I'm talking about like That's a right. car club from Nacogdoches, um, yeah. Lindell, all of those people. They, they drove uh, same thing. I I did the exact same thing too. Uh, a, ver- a very first protest for uh, Sergeant Vanessa Guillen in Longview. It was my first time driving 
a long way from Jacksonville to Longview. It was like an hour right. and a half uh, away. Uh, and me personally, that was uh, it was really worth it. And uh, sure. sometime in the future, I might plan on going to Dallas, Texas for a protest. I'm gonna be all. I'll, I'll try to be all over Texas, and and after that, I'll probably be soon outside of the state and showing my support. Because like I said, right now, I'm still young, and um, I really have to get a lot of things together first. And you know, I would love to be out there and supporting many other um, protesters or and speaking for those who really want to have a voice but need somebody to guide them. And I've seen a lot of uh, comments that, oh, uh, thank you, to, uh, like, that it was all me. And that's not really the the importance. I always say, like, I'm not a selfish person. I would like to say that. And I would mm-hmm. like, like, it's not only me getting all the credit. I would love for everybody else who was out there to deserve credit for what, uh, for playing an important role of coming out, sure. holding signs, um, you know, uh, saying uh, the stories, and it's so amazing how, you know, everybody comes together. The team teamwork makes the dream work, and and that is exactly why yes. uh, Colonel Carter and Mr. Arthur uh, was talking about black and brown people coming together, and and were stronger, and and people period, but in particularly those people uh, who have experienced. A lot of uh, a lot of racism. It was great to see all the pickup trucks with the big uh, Mexico flags flying on the back of them, yeah. driving up and down uh, Broadway. I mean, it was a sight to behold, and I was humbled by it because it, it, it was troubling for me to to see what has actually happened to Sergeant Vanessa Diaz. I mean, that should never because this late young lady. Have always wanted to be in the military you know, since she was at age ten or so, and so for her life to be snatched uh, from her in this way, this—I mean, this is the country, uh, this is the armed forces that Mr. Arthur, uh, Colonel Carter, and myself served. We served lots of years. I, I retired out of the military in two, and just was in two thousand and nine. So to that this kind of thing could happen uh, on the ground of the largest military installation in the world was very troubling. Yes, and, very and, troubling. and not only and not only just Vanessa Guillen, also um, uh, Gregory Morales, um, yeah. Brandon Rosecrans, all of, like you know it really it really took like all those deaths and names for those people to for like I said America to. Uh, open their eyes. It's, it shouldn't be that way because the the problems and the disappearances, the uh, everything must be you know taken care of right away. Not that oh let's push this to the side, this and all of that. So all of these deaths and incidents could could have been avoided if Absolutely. there was um, police reform or and military reform, and that's what we're really here fighting for. So like I said, well, thank you very much for having me. Sure. <laughs> talking in this sure. radio station. All right, keep on fighting, y'all, man. Keep on fighting. Yes, yeah, keep on thank on you fighting. very much. We appreciate yes. you. Come in, come and see us anytime. Right. We appreciate. You. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very okay. much, and everybody have a yeah. blessed and safe night. And you, you know, as well. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye bye. Thank you so much.
Okay, Mr. Arthur, we appreciate those young folks for coming in here and and talking about their plans. And I think it's it's incumbent upon us to continue to guide them and uh, be that source of uh, inspiration to them because uh, and and we can't go away. We have to be right right. We have to stay right out there as well, so that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that the lives that we have already lived and the things that we have experienced, that we cannot be silent uh, with those things. We have to educate them so that they will know, uh, so that they'll mm-hmm. be able to know how to articulate uh, what they'd like to see uh, continue to move forward, just as our ancestors did, and we observed and watched them, and then we were able to move on forward. So we have to keep we have to keep that ball rolling, right? Right, right. Well, good advice is good advice if it's, you know, it's always good to have. So I think those young men were receptive to what we were talking about, so that's a good thing. Yes, that's a great thing. Okay, I just got a message that, oh, my goodness. Let me open this up and take a look at this and see what I, if I can open it up. Uh, I got a message here today. I'm going to send this to you, Mr. Arthur. Uh, from Mr. Daniel Walker, that, and he just sent this article in that U.S. Mm-hmm. Army soldier found dead at Fort Sam Houston. Officials say I was stationed there three times. Mm-hmm. What in the world is going on? Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw that one. That's what I see that at. Uh, yeah, Daniel Walker sent that. I, 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 I saw it on my threads or something. I didn't. And I thought I, he was I, talking I, about. And I thought he was talking about. I thought he was talking about the one that we're talking about now. So this is another one. This is this this is uh, Sam this Houston. Was, yeah, this was in, in in San Antonio. That's that's Fort Sam is in oh, San Antonio, and, and oh, of okay. course, uh, uh, Fort Hood is in Kaline outside of Waco. He said it just happened. It just happened. Mm. Oh my goodness! I, mean, I haven't had an opportunity to. He says the military is investigating the death of a soldier at Fort Sam Houston, <sighs> according mm. to Joint San Antonio Public Affairs Division. A U.S. Army soldier was found dead on Joint Base July the 12th. That is today. A statement from the JBSA said the service member's name is being withheld pending next of kin notification. Mm. This is under investigation by the U.S. Air Force Security Forces and U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command. Yes. Oh, let's see. Today is the 13th. Yesterday was the 12th. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Mm. So that was yesterday. Wow. Wow. Well, well, you that, know what? And while all this going here, and while all this going on, uh, your president and governor—they shooting COVID bullets at us. Wow. They shooting, shooting all these COVID bullets. I, I, I went to Psalms. Eric, I went to Psalms twenty-three, where he said, "He, he will hide me in his tabernacle." Yep. In his tabernacle, he will hide me. Uh-huh, yeah, well, I'm in the tabernacle. <laughs> I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm wow. trying to get. You. I'm trying to make sure I'm here when this the way when the COVID goes. Okay, well let's let's talk a little bit of, uh, about this. Speaking of uh, sheltering in place and all of that, but but now tell me what you think about this most recent. Uh, well, before before we go to Roger Stone, let let let's mention the fact that today uh, is the uh, anniversary death 
of Sandra Bland. We mentioned that early, a little early on. I think Colonel Carter or someone mentioned that uh, right. she was found dead in at Waller County Jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, time goes by. Uh, uh, we were we were there, Mr. Arthur, front row center. Mm-hmm. We we broadcast live. Uh, on the uh, WGLRO, uh, Dundee Walker Morning Show, right there in Waller County. Uh, when mm-hmm. that, of course, you know, we don't believe that that uh, Miss Sandra Bland. Now, did her mom, mom ever sue them civilly? Did they sue them civilly? Did, did they ever sue them civilly for her death? I never, I never uh, saw anything I, about that. I, I don't, I, no. Okay, not not a civil suit. That's that's what you're asking, right? About the civil mm, suit. Yeah, the family. The, yeah, the family no. didn't file a civil suit. Okay, oh, that's no. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Okay. I hope hopefully they didn't sign any papers saying they won't be able to do that. I don't know, but but at any rate, we know that today marks her uh, marks her death mm. badly. Sadly. But what I want to talk about next, uh, and and our prayers are continuing for the, for that family, for the mom, uh, Miss Geneva Reveal, and uh, the siblings, and all the rest of the offspring and family members. Uh, we know that she did not have children, but but she certainly had nieces and nephews and and siblings and her mother and uh, other relatives. Mm. But how in the world? Did Roger Stone get out of the Hokey? He, he, he's the, part of the gang. He's a part of he, he's a part of the gangster organization. He's part of the gangster organization. That's how you get out like that's, that. That's how you get out like that. You got you know. And see and, and see, this is another uh disqualifying fact for white leadership. Right. White right. leadership, this, this is another, uh, 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 you know, blow against it. Because, see, you know, again, like even right now, they'll talk about, they'll talk about anything but the fact that this man uh, sold out America and he's not, and, and he won't put together a national strategy to handle this COVID-19. They won't, wow. they, they won't accuse him of it. And not only that, they won't even say nothing about the Republican Party. Who's enabling him? They're not even talking about the enablers. Yeah. So, you know, so white media, you know, the way they're handling this thing, because look here, all you got to say is Obama. You put him in that, first of all, it wouldn't even got this far. Okay? Obama would have been gone. <laughs> He'd been gone in 2017. Yeah. Okay? So we yeah. wouldn't even be having this conversation. We wouldn't be having this conversation. So, you know, so my point is, is that, is that you know like this is again you know we you remember what the overall thing is this is Trump got Trump Trump came to power because he promised white folks he could give them their white privilege and uh and, you know and that and, and, you know and that whole apartheid thing back so right. so so in order for him to get that to him you know he said him you know this time we got at so you know so that's kind of what's going on like say you know he, he you know and they just going along with it. And and, and and like I told a friend of mine, I, I, I posted this deal. And he said, "Well, he said, well, Arthur, he's I'm on your side." And I told, and, and so I, 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 I mean, I'm paraphrasing. And so I sent back to him. I said, I said, "Look, I don't need you to be on my side. I need you. I need you to be on right side." There you go. Just be there on right go. side. 
It's not right side. Don't be on my side. There you go. See, I learned to be wrong. There you go. You're a human being. You may be wrong. Huh? Well, let me ask you this yeah. question. Now, we know that uh, that his sentence has been commuted by Trump. Um, and then we know that, that he was convicted. He was still convicted. That didn't change. So, so now when Trump gets out of office uh, in November and, and take a hike or uh, one January 2021, uh, the new president, and he come back and, and throw the book at Roger Stone again? Well, well, uh, well uh, no, from what I'm saying, like what, what, King, what King Jeffers said, he said that basically, okay, like, Okay, like because of what Trump did, once they once they leave the over office and become civilians, then you know that's still a crime. Right. Still, you know, he may have got put up for it, but it's still a crime. And right. And it still can be something. You know, of course, all of it. Of course, all of it's untested water. Because see, because what's going to happen is Trump is going to pardon himself. He's going to pardon himself before he leaves. Mm-hmm. I pardon me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Wow. Yeah. So, so you know, that's what time it is. That's what he's going to do. He's going to pardon himself for everything he did wrong. <laughs> I pardon myself for everything I did wrong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, you know, anyways, just get ready for that one. Well, well, that is, but does that say that, that, we, that America still cannot carry him uh, to a court of law? There's going to be some more cases well, filed him after he, after he gets out of after he gets out of office, some people are going to be filing some more cases. They need to hold on to some of those and file them. That attorney, he, he got some state cases. Remember, remember, Mueller yes. shoved a lot of that stuff over to the state, and That's that true. sister that they got there in New York, ooh we, okay, she ain't praying. We, she ain't we praying. About and so, and so, the Supreme Court the other day, the Supreme Court the other day, you know, uh, fixed it where, uh, you know, you know, New York, uh, you know, that New York. Uh, officers, I say, you know, they can get all that stuff. You know, they can get his stuff. So, you know, right. so his stuff going to show up. You know, what's what hmm. going to show up before the election or afterwards, but it's going to show up. So, you know, that's what yes, I'm saying. So now he's not going to No, he's not there. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's, that's my point. He's not out of the woods, and I believe he may go to jail. You know what? Again, again, you know what? I, I would like him to go to jail. But it goes mm-hmm. back to what I'm trying to tell you about these about this white leadership I'm telling you about. If yeah. they won't, if they won't, if they won't get rid of him for doing all that stuff he did, if he can, if he can, uh, you know, you know, you know, pee on his pee on the head like he do, and then they just say it's raining. Well, yeah. you know, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard for me to believe. It's kind of hard for me to believe that they'll be, you know, again. You know, we'll see, we'll see. Like I say again, we'll see. But see, a lot all that stuff he did. If they don't go and actually get some of that stuff straight, uh, exactly. you know, you know, if, if you get another fool in there, hey, hey, I can do anything I want to, really. Exactly. You know, they ain't got no, you know, they ain't got nothing to stop me from doing nothing. And see, that's what, and see, because the presidency, just like America, was being operated on the honor system. Okay. It was being operated on the honor system, and then so and, and then you got this honorable joke up in that totally this. And we've had this honorable joke up there before, but they were mostly educated. This was a con man, and so you know, and so you get finally you get a con man up in there like you got, 
ooh-wee, and he see it really ain't no rules, and he's a litigator anyway. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. all he do is litigate. I mean, that's his game. You know, you know, so, you know, he just played his game. And, and again, you know, and so, you know, it's out. You know, so what if, uh, you know, are you know, Republicans outraged? No, no. They blase. Well, they're, they're, protecting, they blase. They're protect, well aren't they trying to protect positions that they're holding, their seats that they're holding, uh, that they're just going along to get along? They don't, uh, they no, have a no, total no, disregard no. for the law. No, the they thought no. No, they, they remember this is about this about look at white folks fixing to become a minority. This is about I just, this is I about them holding on to power, like kind of like you know South Africa it was like ten mm-hmm. percent white are, folks in control of the thing. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's the, the, the position. So, Congress, Senate. yeah, yeah. I mean, those, yeah, those so what they were like, they're holding. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. 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 And again, so governor, and, and so, you know, governor. Into, like, yeah, you know, they want to be like an oligarchy until they can get it all squared away, right? You know, just have right. – and that's why you got all these trillion, you know, billion, all these billionaires and they're in your trillionaires. You see what I'm saying? I mean, you know, it's really like that. It's really yeah. like that. So yeah. they can have the money so they can set everything up, da 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 So, uh, so we got to understand what we're looking at and make sure that we have access to capital going forward, going forward because we're in a global economy. Even right. though they got all that money – it's really it doesn't have the power it would have had like twenty thirty years ago because we're in a global economy. So that means that you know we can go make some billionaires too if given a fair opportunity. Right. So uh, right. so so I think that uh, I think we got an opportunity, but the main thing we got to have access to capital. That's going to be out of all this stuff going on, we got to have access to capital because otherwise we can't do self determination. You know, we be sitting around looking at job numbers, trying to see. Uh, you know, white folks still working two, three jobs and making seven, eight dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so you're trying to raise well, a family. Exactly, and it can't happen. But uh, I remember <laughs> Carter mentioned uh, the uh, black dollar, and we've been screaming and yelling about the black dollar since the '80s, and talking about mm-hmm. uh, how the black dollar needs to uh, to protect well, itself sure. and invest in mm-hmm. itself. And so we know we had a blackout a few days ago, right? right. And so right. that got somebody's attention. That got somebody's attention. And so mm-hmm. FedEx uh, spoke up about it. And so mm-hmm. not only did it probably affect FedEx, it affected mm-hmm. a lot of people. Right, uh, because right, we, right. We, we spend a trillion dollars every year, don't we? Black people spend a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, helping to keep uh, this great country afloat. And and then, then, and you, then you combine that. Go ahead. Yeah, and you combine that with and you combine that with your moral authority, and you cook with yeah. gas. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But and, and then there's no moral authority when we look and we see that Roger Stone, which we know was a convicted felon, uh, be able to walk out. And then uh, now I'm I'm sitting back to watch to see what's going to happen with the madam, the girlfriend, mm-hmm. the woman. That mm-hmm. that brought children uh, before these men and, and pedophiles, and uh, and disrespected these young girls uh, in this whole ring of operation. And mm-hmm. oh, where was where the, was the, it? Well, we're going to say that uh, uh, you know that as they, as those things happen that you talked about, that actually strengthens our moral authority. That actually gives us more. Uh, uh, 
you know, more, more stronger, more it's authority. Us. Right. Uh, to, to right. you know, to put forth, to so put forth, to put forth our agenda as far as what we think ought to see happen. So see, you know, just, you know, folks tripping off the fact you may. I've talked to you about this about about how black folks we've been picking presidents here lately. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and so you know, and, and so you know, and, and a lot of and, they, and they've been analyzed in this sense. They said, well, you know, you know, black people knew, you know, black people knew. They said, well, you know, we like we like Kamala, but 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 you know, we're gonna pick somebody white folks to vote. <laughs> and, and that's how crack bad that, we are. Talking, you <laughs> mean Tammy <laughs> Duckworth? I'm talking about Tammy Duckworth now. Num- number one uh, at the top of the list, right? Nah, 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 he ain't put his list out, so that's word on the street, maybe. But now, nah, well, all nah, of it, nah, all okay. of it is word. But her picture, her picture is part of the ones that have been posted. Uh, yes, of course, that's word on the street. We don't, we don't really know. But we they know brought that her because because actually her name, you know, she came in later. So right. she, so they did, so they did bring her in later. But you gotta understand what Joe doing. You know, Joe. Okay. You know, Joe. Know women gonna be running his camp. He know that, and yes, so he, he reaching out to. Is he reaching out to everybody? He hadn't had a. He hadn't had a Hispanic that he was reaching out to. So he had to go get him one. Mhm. Well, huh? is she? If she's not really Hispanic, I think she's. With it, she's well, not Hispanic. She cl- look at. Look. Well, he probably yeah. say she's close enough. I don't know if she's eight. She's she's from Hawaii, isn't she, or somewhere? Uh, I I can't remember, but Joe Biden yeah. says she's close enough. Okay, <laughs> we'll take <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. And, and then and then this guy uh, named Trump and uh, want, want to downplay uh, uh, this lady's uh, her military. I mean, we we know the story behind her. We know that she lost limbs. Uh, she's an Iraqi war veteran, uh, airplane pilot, and um, right. And, I mean, we, we know. Who oh, she's the real is. deal. Yes, but she he's is. the fake yes. deal. You know, when the fake yes. deal talk about the real deal, you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Hey, that's that. We, we get you it. Know. Right. I mean, you, you got to consider. Look at grandma didn't say consider the source. You know, so you consider the source. You know, that just kind of you know you know really really you know he has no. Credibility in a conversation like that. So, you know, again, again, again he's you know, out, he's out of his league, right? Is that what you're saying? He's out. Yeah, of way, 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 <laughs> way out of the league. Like say. So, so, so I say. So basically, I say we just got to just, uh, you know, understand what that is. And again, and again, who's enabling him? Because when he's gone, them people still gonna be sitting there. They ain't going nowhere. Right. Them people well, ain't going well, nowhere. Them people, you know, exactly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. No, I'm just saying that they're not going nowhere. Right. You know, well, you, you know, know it, it was actually it was actually the the the, the billionaire uh, over there on Fox News that was really uh, trying to tear apart and um, trying to say that she was not a, a a real patriot. And so I don't remember uh, any you know, uniform you've ever. Do you remember any uniform <laughs> uh, Tucker Carson has ever put on? No, but no, but you know, but this remind me of even the first time that this kind of stuff went down. You know when they swift voted John Kerry? Okay. You know when they yes, swift voted John before. Kerry back when he was president? Okay. <laughs> and George Bush was in the reserves, right? John Kerry actually okay. went to Vietnam 
and they had John Kerry looking like he was he was a traitor. So I thought, oh man, yeah, exactly. and so they really start ripping on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying that you know, it, I mean, it's all kinds of you know games being played right now with people's uh, 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 you know patriotism and so forth and so on. And again, I go back and I, I tell anybody, it ain't nobody in America. They may be just as, but there's nobody more patriotic than black people. You can't show me nobody. That's true. More patriotic than black people. Show them to me. I need to see them. I ain't seen them. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But, yeah, but I I actually was offended um, when I read about uh, Tucker Carson talking about uh, uh, Tammy Duckworth. And yeah. uh, her not being mm-hmm. a real patriot. I mean, this lady lost both of her, both of her limbs, her yeah. lower limbs. Uh, and and she and then and then is the Illinois State, uh, excuse me, United States Senate. Senate, and, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he, he, well, he, yeah, Tucker. Of course, you know Tucker. You know, somebody, somebody say Tucker won't run for president in twenty twenty four. But again, you know, that's again they're going to be looking for. Another uh, head that's a little bit smarter than Donald Trump, you know what I mean, to put over that, put over that pile of you can put put your own adjective in there, but uh, you know pull over, you know they can put his head on top of it, you know are they gonna put, are they looking for somebody to put their head on top of it, and, and it's gonna be somebody like or somebody like that. Uh, somebody said, and I heard that that, that, that Illinois uh, 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 governor, you know the one who's been bucking up against Trump from the beginning, and you know, he said he yeah. won't, he he, he won't run. He, he, he's going to run for president in 2024. Wow. So, you know, of, so he's... Yeah, because they're going to... But see, but they're going to be... But, but they're going to wind up tearing each other apart because it's going to be a, it's going to be like the Bill Crystal-type Republicans. They're going to be coming at... And they're going to be fighting with them Pat Buchanan people. So it's going to be a war over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. For oh, a minute. Oh, big, oh, I, oh, I agree with you. Uh, 100%. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's going to be war over there, baby. It's going to you know, hey. be war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, let, let's, let's reflect back a little bit more on, on uh, the coronavirus and what's going on now. We know that that supposedly uh, Trump commutes uh, a Roger Stone because he had, uh, because of his age. He's only, what, 67? That's, that's not, I don't consider that really old. And, uh, and then he said, uh, because of the coronavirus, he has some compromising illnesses. Well, can I tell you about a lot of uh, folk in prison right now, mm-hmm. and elderly at that, that could have been released because they have compromising illnesses such as diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol levels, yeah, and even there you go, there you go, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go, and 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 but you hear what Roger Stone? You hear what he said though? He said, he said, he said, uh, he said the president knew that I was, uh, you know, that I, you know, that I had this information that I and, and that I, I could have got a real there big deal, but, but I didn't turn on him, but I didn't flip there on him. Well, hell, you know, he, he, he just told you the deal. I got stuff hey, but, on the joke, hey, and, and, he knew, day, and he knew, and he knew, and he knew, and he knew if I went to the pen. I went to the pen, he know, that I was going to, as soon as I got in there, I was going to make a deal, mm-hmm. discharge my sentence, and then kick next him out day, of office. And he knew. Next day, he knew. I believe it was the next day. Next day. 
Uh-huh, Not yeah, next yeah. week, but uh, next day after he made that man. comment. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Say, man, you know, just, I'm telling you right now. Prevailed. You know what I mean? Don't you let me, if you let me go to the pen, uh, you next. <laughs> Trump <laughs> Everybody said, man, don't do it, don't do it. And then he did it anyway. Hey, you know right. what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody know what that is. And, again, uh, it, it, it gives the white folks a patina of, which we already knew that they, that they had a lot of those issues. And like I said, all white folks ain't bad, but the ones in, but but, the, but this crew right here we got in power right now is trying to hold on mm-hmm. to this, uh, you know, uh, racist uh, system. You know, you know okay. they want to put some ornaments on it. Uh, you know, like okay. it's where the fight is. And, and, and again, and I, I tell my good wife, friend, hey, look, y'all need to get into the fight. Y'all need y'all need to be talking to them. Y'all need to be educating them. Y'all need to educate yourself. You need to educate them. Um, you know, America is not America is an idea. It's an idea. The Constitution is not a suicide pact. Yeah. It's a Constitution. Yeah. So, you know, you gotta understand what that is. It's it's basically it's basically an honor system. We believe as the little boy said on the our TikTok show. We believe, you know what I mean? And so yeah. and if people start believing, you got a mess on your hands. That's all I gotta say. Well, you know, know Miss Arthur, let me just say this. I, I, I'm just, I guess I'm so overwhelmed with, with the fact that how things just publicly, openly, uh, the rule of law has just been uh, eradicated uh, right in our eyes and nothing can be done, nothing happens. Uh, and, and then to hear that the, uh, the White House, uh, that press uh, secretary, uh, Kaylee uh, McEnany, uh, saying that Stone was a victim of, of a Russia's hoax, and it, and I it think goes, that, that uh, she she actually really believes that. I believe. I think. But it goes back. His, but, but it goes back. But it goes back. His enablers. They impeached the man. The Senate yeah. could have got rid of him. They didn't. Yeah. Once they didn't, they greenlighted all this craziness we're looking at. The enablers. Yeah. Look at the enablers. You look but, at the enablers. Because yeah. they're gonna be here even after he's gone. They'll get him somebody else to do you know, to enable. So I'm just saying, you gotta look at the enablers. Yeah, they had a chance to stop all this, and they didn't. Yes, they did. And more That's attention needs to be paid, and, and more attention needs to be paid to that. The fact that they didn't, and see, that means to me, America being an idea, they don't believe in the idea. Yeah. They don't believe yeah. in. They they do not. Republicans do not believe in the idea of America. They don't believe in. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and that's and, and that's reality. Uh, uh, they don't believe in the, other than the other than the uh, you know the uh, apartheid system we got set up now, and, and it's more financial apartheid now than anything else. Okay. You right. know, so uh, right. and like I say, you know, uh, you know, they, you know, hey, we just gotta just you know, just keep educating people and, and get people educated themselves, and see if we can. Right. Uh, and then, hey, like I said, give us access to capital so we can self-determine. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we can work ourselves out here. Hey, 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 look what we're doing with nothing. Maybe yeah, there you go. actually something. There you go. There you go. I like the way you said that. Well, 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 how about this? Joe Biden being up in Texas against Trump, five points. Now, we're talking about Texas. And all the time, remember, I've been saying this forever, uh, Mr. Arthur, that Texas is not a red state, it's a non-voting state, but that when people start voting, uh, Democrats start to win. Look look at the look at the polls now. Uh, in Texas, our state, 
uh, Joe Biden is hitting it at 48% and Trump's at 43%. He's risen above. That's because because people uh, that vote blue are getting out there and getting to the polls. They're fed up and, and, and people are waking up. And that's why we're yeah. seeing this transition and this difference in Texas. Go ahead. I said, well, actually, Trump and Rose below. Uh, you know, you know, Joe's been letting do his thing. The, but the race I'm talking about is like Royce Weston and Hunger. Now on that debate the yeah. other night, you know, he, yeah. he, 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 I said he should have been raking the scab off her all the way leading up to this thing. I see uh, uh-huh. Corning got commercial out against Royce, but he's scared. Hey, Corning got commercial out against Royce. He's scared of Royce. He's scared mm-hmm. of Royce. And then like you know, and, and like Royce said, he said the you know, homegirl's a Republican. She donated Republican. And she, I think, she ran as a Republican for, uh, for some one time. So, uh, so you know, and, and again, and again, I like to look here. Is she Hispanic? I think she's Hispanic. Hager. Yeah, Hager. Uh, I don't. I, I think she's Hispanic. I think she. I think she's. I, I think she's Hispanic. I, I, I just. I, you, you think so? She, she got all the markings. She got all the markings. I'm just saying, you know, you know, and I think, she, you know, and again, you know, and that, and when I saw the Republican stuff, I said, yeah, I said, bet she because you know a lot of them, and again, and again, this is what they do. Uh, a lot of them will will uh, turn white after they get over here, or you know, you know, generation down or whatever, and then they'll just, you know, because uh, you know, it's on their birth certificate. You know, so right. you know they go ahead and and I just like I got this thing, you know, fifth. I, I'm gonna do a little research on it and find out, but uh, but anyway, like I say, but 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 the corn he ain't scared of her. Scared well, of her. let me tell you what let me tell you what it says. It says uh, Mary Jennings Hager, born March the sixteenth, nineteen seventy six, is an American politician, a United States Air Force veteran, businesswoman, and teacher. In twenty seventeen, she published the memoirs. Shoot Like a Girl, which described her service in Afghanistan. So let me go on down and see what uh, Ballopedia has to say about who she is. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let me see. Okay, just talked about that she's in a runoff, but it still doesn't give me her ethnicity, and that's what I put in the system to see mm-hmm. what her ethnic group is and it still does not give that to me and I'm still mm-hmm. looking and reading um, mm-hmm. she I, I'd say she she looks Caucasian but I don't see what it says it still doesn't say so I don't know what she calls she, herself she, she got she she got she she got a Spanish swag. Uh, hey, so what does that mean? <laughs> a Spanish uh, swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know she got it. Yeah, she got a what you call a um uh what you call it? Well, actually, what did we call it back in the day? You know she she well, she you know that's just her that's just you know her aura her persona her persona is like her you know persona. Spanish okay. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Okay. You, you know, she talk noise. <laughs> she talk noise. Yeah, unless she sound Hispanic, we should be talking noise. The white girls, the white girls, like I said, they talk noise. They sound a little bit different when they talking noise. 
uh, you know, than Hispanic <laughs> ladies. You know, okay. she sound, you know, she sound, you know, she sound a little street, she sound a little street, she got a, you know, she got a street thing. You know, she, she try to drop that on you a little bit. So okay. you know, and, I, and again, I, so guess why I said I think she. I, well, I mean, I find out. Well, it's interesting that. Look at the bottom line of this. Roy should have, look at Roy's well, we're out in that, in, in that, in that thing. You know, he should have been on her all the way leading up to that. Mm-hmm. She's Republican. Yeah. Because Roy said may she's not, Republican. May, and running and he may not, have been, may not have been a runoff. Well, he the only thing that I would hear him say is that I am my life, well, I have always been a Democrat. That's, that's, that's hey, what he said. But a lot of people hey, may hey, not have seen the corner? what he meant by that. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, have you seen the Cornets on him? Have you seen the Cornets on him? Uh, on 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 on, on Roy? Hey, they actually hit Royce, right? He said, Royce is a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah, he he's said right. He's, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's for Black Lives Matter, you know, da da da. You know, so, so yes, yes, yes. The corner is out. I said, oh, okay, corner's good because I ain't I've seen not one commercial that corner put out on her. Right, but you know something mm-hmm. I didn't realize. I didn't realize the differences in their uh, in their numbers. Uh, Hager got uh, four hundred and twelve thousand eight hundred ninety seven, and Royce got two hundred sixty nine thousand and twenty seven. He got 14.5% of the votes, and she got 223 but they didn't get – neither one of them got 50%. Right, uh, right, right. So there's a, so a lot of votes out there. Right. There's a lot of votes out there. There's a lot of votes out there. And look at all those votes with uh, Chris Bell. Uh, got 158,411. And then Amanda Edwards uh, got 187,889. So – so hopefully she she encouraged her voters and her ten percent uh, where mm-hmm. where they need where she wanted them to go, and uh, and then that was Annie Garcia, and then Christina Ramirez. So mm-hmm. so there it is. There's a lot like there's a lot of votes out there. A lot of votes. Yes, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of votes out there. So uh, uh, it's going to be exciting tomorrow. It's going to be very, uh-huh. very exciting tomorrow. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't wait. Tomorrow night, this time we ought to have. We should have something, shouldn't we? Should we not? We should have something. Yes, we should. Yes, yeah, we should see. <laughs> we will be able to see because see, I'm, the reason I'm excited because by Joe Biden, uh, uh, and it's part of why, and it's part of why corn is on it like that because Joe Biden is is leading Trump here in Texas. So right. that's probably mean he's seeing something in the polls. He said, "Well, hey," he said, "He said, well, I'm gonna run something against." But but then too, oh, okay. Oh, okay, think about this though. Okay, now because I may be wrong. If I'm okay. if I'm corning, and if I'm running, but I'm running as against Royce, calling him a liberal in that. Now, am I trying to get rid of him, or am I trying to make him? Or am I trying to make him the winner so I can run against him? I mean, because cause I, I got to think about that. Yes, I, I, I me Run his past shirt right quick. Now, he, 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 so what? So what are we looking at? Oh. What you see there? If you you run ads against him, calling him a liberal, and actually make him sound good to you know to liberals, <laughs> you know, what, you know, what are you doing? Right, right. But <laughs> but, but he's but I, I but I think he's speaking to his base. I think he's I think he's okay. encouraging. I think he's encouraging the the Republicans, and especially those Republicans who may be a little slowful in voting uh and and 
and especially because he's gotten some bad press lately, so he probably feels that he's oh, losing. Oh, so about Royce being a black guy. So Royce being a black guy, he can he, he can uh he he can hype him up better with with, with Royce yeah, than he can against uh, against her. That that that's how. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. But we're in the final stretch. We're in the final stretch. So we'll yeah, here Well, they put a lot of money in into Hager's uh, coffers. Uh, she's raised yeah, she a was lot. The money candidate the whole time. She the the the, the pounds that B picked her. She was the she was the chosen one. And well, so, and not only like the money people I'm talking about. I'm talking about the money people. Yeah, go ahead. And and not only that, not only that. Think about this. Uh, Emily's list. Uh, who supports nothing but females, and they're the ones who put that $2 million out there uh, to, uh, to help to elect. Yeah, they only they only support mm-hmm. uh, females that are running for federal office. Now, uh-huh. Annie's list supports those in Texas that's running on the state side. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so... So, and see, so and again, and again, and then again, and before we go, you know, you know, and I, because you know, and I say this every now and then, as we go okay. forth with this new kind of politics that we seeing being put in place here, black men and black women, we got to make sure that that we don't get separated somewhere in this dance. Because I'm telling you, uh, you know what I mean. There's powers that that, that you know, because that's where they want to, you know, cause they, because again. Control is what they're looking for, and so mm-hmm. you know if they can if they can break us up, I'm telling right. you. So I'm just saying, be aware of it, you right. know, and just be conscious of it because uh, you know because it's real. It ain't nothing. I ain't just saying it. I'm sure. I, I'm seeing it. You're seeing, you're seeing you know, it. So, mm-hmm. Yep, I'm seeing it. I'm, well. I'm seeing it. I, I'm seeing it being made. And like you know, groups like and I say like say and I ain't like they ain't against Emelis is you know good so and so, on, but but you know, at you know, at some point, you know, that do rub up against something. That's all I'm saying. Right. right. You know, like do like do Emily List support? You know, what kind of you know what kind of black folks do they support? You know, what kind are they supporting? They ain't just because they're black. What kind of black folks are they supporting? You know, I don't know that much about them to answer them kind of questions. But oh, those kind of questions Emily, I'd ask. You, you mean yeah, Emily's list? Oh, yeah, Emily's list. Uh-huh, okay, yeah. Emily's list. Emily's list will support uh, any female that's running for a federal office that embraces uh, their their policies and their politics, uh, in particular um, women who, uh, who uh, are for pro-women's issues, um, you know, women that can decide what she wants to do with her body. Because right no, now... Okay. $85 to Royce's $1. $85 is being spent by Hager and uh, mm. Emily's list in comparison to $1 uh, spent by Royce West. So that's $84 difference. Yeah, yeah see, and, and see, and this is a perfect example of, of what I'm saying where, you know, a group like that can come in and, and, and change the trajectory of what we're trying to do maybe as a community. And, and like I say, you know, you know, where you know, because they just want a woman. Period. I ain't saying that they would have picked exactly. Royce anyway. I mean, I ain't saying that. Yeah. You know, but I'm just saying, you know, but I'm just saying that that's what I'm well, talking about. That's a dynamic. Been, there's been a few. 
a few black women that they have supported. Uh, not enough, in my opinion. Uh, Sheila right. definitely is one, one of the ones that they've supported. Uh, I believe Eddie mm-hmm. Bernice Johnson, I believe they've supported her as well. I'm, I'm only talking about the ones here in Texas right now. Uh, they actually mm-hmm. supported um, um, Stacey Abrams when she was running for governor. Uh, it, it's quite, and I actually I'm a member of of, of that that group. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. but if but if they here's where they put their money. They put their money where where they think that it can win. And they were not putting a whole lot of money uh, in Texas. But of course, they did for those those ladies who are already elected uh, into office. Mm-hmm. But they didn't need quite as much. And those are the two I just mentioned. They you know they've been in mm-hmm. in place for a long time. So uh, so those that's the shift. Yeah yeah yeah. And see, that's, I get, and see and I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I'm saying that you know I mean you know they're a woman's group. They, you know they're not about they're not about you know helping us grow. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know you know our politics. You know they got their own agenda <clears throat> that dovetails with ours on on some level, but also goes against us on some level. Just like in this race okay. right here, you know they better give give them all that money. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so now you know, so now I'm so now I'm going, you know, I'm going up against Emily List. Right, right, yeah, you sure are. So okay, listen, so, it's been great. Our time has run out on this. It's ten o'clock, ten o one. And so, oh, uh, you know, that's a, yeah, we'll cut you off. We'll cut you off now. We better get that music on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where are we on at? You know, Miss Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna is not with us tonight. And so, uh, we're just going to go ahead and end it uh, for the evening. Okay. And uh, we, we have, as we know, Miss Rihanna is with child. So, uh, we don't we don't know if, okay. if we're going to be having a baby real soon or not, but we just may. So, uh, Ms. Rihanna, continue to take care of yourself. She's listening to us tonight. And so thank you, Mr. Arthur. It's been a great show. We always have fun right here on Marvelous Monday. And we'll see you again on Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Sing it for us. (laughs) When the glory comes, it's going to come one day. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. See you next time. You too. All right. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.